This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Rach. This is Jax. This is Dean. And this is the Rach, Jax and Dean podcast. <laughs> Sound really chipper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. Joy 94.9. It's not J-Law. It's not J-Lo. It's Joy Law. It is that time of the day again when we invite the team from KHQ Lawyers in to mm-hmm. have a chat about all things legal facing the LGBTI community and their allies. And joining us today in the studio, we have Chris and we have Monica. Welcome back. Thanks, guys. Oh, Thanks for oh, having us. <laughs> That's because I bought the boss in. Oh, That's, that's why. Oh, no. again. There we go. That's better. <laughs> now, we're talking today about surrogacy. Yeah, right. What so, is it? Well, the last few weeks we've spoken about lesbians and how they can have children and how the laws around gay men having children kind of sucks in Australia. Mm. So this time we thought we would talk about surrogacy. So what is surrogacy? Um, so surrogacy is an arrangement where a surrogate offers to carry a baby on behalf of another person or a couple and then they, uh, after the birth, uh, agree to return the baby to the intended parents. Um, so it's really an opportunity, I think, for, for gay male couples to create families and it's emerging as a really popular uh, way to do that. Um, so gestational surrogacy is the most common form of surrogacy in Australia and that means that the surrogate has no genetic link to the child. So the embryo can be provided by um, an intended parent or it can be from an egg donor or a sperm donor. And when we talk intended parents, we mean people who want to have the baby. So it could be female male, two males, two females who are clinically infertile. So that can be made up in a, on a number of ways. So it's not just gay men, so it could be no. women with fertility issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably the most... Um, the, the, the heterosexual women um, are probably the, the, you see, surrogacy the most in Australia, I would say. Um, and we're going to go in next week about overseas surrogacy, but generally gay men go overseas because of the issues around trying to find um, all the parts here in Australia. <laughs> so it's really important to understand that... Um In Australia, commercial surrogacy is illegal, Um, but altruistic surrogacy, and that's where a surrogate doesn't receive any commercial payment, but they're reimbursed for their expenses, um, is not. So um, that's really the main form of surrogacy that uh, that we see. So we've talked in the past about sperm donation and Mm. the need to have um, uh, an agreement in place. Yeah. That is not necessarily legally binding. Well done. See, I do listen to you, Chris. Yes, you do. I do listen to you, Chris. So, Monica, tell me, is the agreement here, the altruistic, ultru- I can't say the word. Altruistic. You. Thank you. <laughs> agreement, is that legally binding? Uh, no, no. It's important. We're lawyers, so we like things to be in writing. Uh-huh. Um, and if they're in writing, at least you've got proof of what the agreement was. So that's extremely valuable, I think, if there's a dispute. Um, it's but- also, I, I was just going to say, sorry, Mon, it's also really important in terms of what happens if there's a medical issue with um, the surrogate. What happens if there's something wrong with the child? Who decides what happens to the child? Medical procedures, all of those sorts of things when they're pregnant. And there's that awful story that was in the media a couple of years back about the twins 
twins that were born to a heterosexual couple. Yeah. Uh, using a surrogate from Thailand. Is this baby Gammy? Yes. yes. Very famous case. Yes. And that, uh, a very sad situation. Yeah. So since then, they've really tightened yeah. the laws up. But Jack, do you cross that story? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know what happened. You don't read the news? So with baby Gammy, as I understand it, there were uh, twins were born and one of the uh, children, uh, Gammy, was born with Down syndrome. That's correct. And so the biological parents from Australia decided they didn't want Gammy. And they left him behind with the surrogate. So they split up the twins, yeah. 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 They're so cute, little Down syndrome babies. And there's been legal cases that followed on from that as well because the intended father in that case had some charges around... Pedophilia, pedophilia. sexual oh. So it's a very sort of tale all along. So that's, sad, but that's overseas, so That's overseas. No, in Australia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's interesting we should say about the charges because in Australia, whether you go through IVF, surrogacy, whatever form of um, assisted reproduction, you have to actually have um, police checks. So, you know, there were a lot of um, lesbians are up in arms about the fact that we have to, if we do IVF, have those police checks. But they're across the board um, and for that very reason to protect children because unfortunately we do have people out there that breed children for other purposes than no. unconditional love. Really? Yeah, Almost, yeah. No. Not good. Yeah. So, um, so this can be one of the arguments against surrogacy. Um, but uh, certainly in Australia, and we'll talk about it a little bit more about why that's the case, but certainly in Australia it's not common. No. No. And the thing about surrogacy in Australia as well is it's a state-by-state law again, like we saw with registering your relationships mm. and everything else that kind of has a gay element to it. It's state-by-state, so it's really hard um, for people to undergo it in, in Australia, I would say. Um, you have to prove that you can't carry a child, and obviously in, with gay men that's that's conclusive evidence of it. <laughs> um, but women, they have to prove that they're infertile. Um, as Monica said, the surrogate can't be paid, um, but they can be reimbursed for expenses you know, associated with the hospital and and medical expenses, things directly to do with the surrogacy. Um, They can enter into an agreement and we would strongly advise it if you do want to enter into surrogacy. But once the child's born... um, it's not the intended parents that are listed on the birth certificate. It is the surrogate and her partner, if she has one, whether it's same sex or otherwise. So then there's a whole nother legal aspect that we'll go into um, shortly about how you get listed on your child's birth certificate. So even though a gay male couple may have engaged a surrogate, mm-hmm. or it doesn't have to be a couple, it could just be a gay man who wants yes. to uh, have a child with a, sur- with a surrogate, yep. They did not appear on the birth certificate? Not not at first instance, no. Right. But they, they can um, apply for a transfer of parentage to be listed on the birth certificate. The interesting thing, though, is that um, it all has to do with the way um, that you actually conceive the child. So there's this famous case where a mother um, and her husband decided to have her daughter's baby. So yes. it was her daughter's embryo, her partner's embryo, um, but because yeah, and there was an issue with it where they were actually the ones listed on the birth certificate and not the daughter. And the best, and I can't remember exactly what was wrong with it, but the best they could do is obtain a, an order from the court. So this child's going to grow up having a birth certificate that says his grandparents are his parents, and his mum has a family mm. court order that he can, she can make decisions for him. I don't know if that's sweet or creepy. Yeah, it's sweet. I, I, look, I think creepy. surrogates are amazing. I, I don't oh, know yeah. if I could carry a baby for someone else. Like, I love right. Mon, but I don't know. And she has 10-pound babies, so I don't know <laughs> if I'd be able to carry a baby for her. But, yeah, it's pretty. It's a it pretty amazing thing. It's a special thing. sort of person to agree to carry a child and then yeah. to... Um, 
hand the child over to yeah. um, his parents. And a lot of surrogates do stay in the child's life. Um, they like to get updates and things like that. We went to a surrogacy conference where Mon spoke and um, we heard from surrogates and, and the way they think about it, it's just amazing that they just want to be able to give life back to mm. um, a family that, that just don't have the pleasure of having children or the honour of having children. It's a pretty amazing gift, isn't it? Absolutely. You're with Jax and Dean with Tristan in the back for the Tuesday Drive Home. We're having a chat to the team from KHQ Lawyers, a little segment we like to call Joy Law. Uh, we're having a chat to Chris and Monica, and today we're talking about surrogacy. It's a fascinating topic, mm. and I was just thinking, to be a surrogate must just be such um, a wonderful thing to do, to be able to provide um, a, a child to a couple, whether they're male-male or male-female, who are in, um, suffering from fertility issues, to actually give the gift of life. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing, yeah. So how does one go about finding one of these special people? Well, this is the problem in Australia, and this is why you find a lot of gay couples going overseas, is it's really hard to find a surrogate. Yeah. Um, So in Victoria, just to make it even more difficult, it's actually illegal to advertise for a surrogate. don't go to the trading post? No. No. Cannot go to the trading post. Gum tree, don't do that. So it ends up being either a close friend or a member of the family. Well, there's stories of, like, family, yeah, like sisters or... That's right. Yeah. Old friends do it, yeah. That's yeah. right. Having said that, so Chris and I talk regularly at um, the Surrogacy Australia conference and there's one coming up in June if anyone's interested in going along. Um, but we've heard stories of, sur- I don't want to call them professional surrogates, but surrogates who do this for strangers. And there are people out there who do do a it. serial su- surrogate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, say that with a mouth. Serial surrogate. surrogates. Except we want to say it with a lot of love because it's such an amazing thing <laughs> they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I just, yeah, I can't get my head around it. Yeah. So, if, if you've uh, exhausted family members or friends, um, there are online forums where you can try and look for a surrogate. There's Facebook. There's uh-huh. a Facebook surrogacy group. Um, but also there's amazing organisations like Surrogacy Australia and they're the people you should be contacting and they can put you in contact with other people who might be able to assist. Fantastic. So what's the, the, the I'm assuming you're, you're lawyers. Lawyers must get involved in this. What is the legal process? Yeah, got to love the legal process, Dean. Look, um... <laughs> It's really strict um, in Australia, so you must attend mandatory counselling. Um, so that is both the parents-to-be as well as the surrogate, um, and it's through an IVF clinic. So obviously every surrogacy arrangement goes through an IVF clinic. Um, How about if the surrogate is actually married? Does the does their partner also go through this process yes, as well? Yes, yep, they do. And if there's any children, um, those children also have to attend counselling. So if they're teenage children, for example, and it will affect them significantly, then they go through some counselling oh, wow. also. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Um, so depending on what comes out of that counselling, they may need some psychological assessments of all parties to make sure everyone knows what they're getting into. Um, you also have to obtain independent legal advice. So there are various criteria that um, the Victorian Assisted Reproductive Treatment Authority, who we also call VARTA, um, require. So when you go through it, you need to go through the process and appear before the panel, the patient review panel at VARTA, with a letter from a lawyer which specifically addresses areas within the Act. And I think our, page, our advices are like 11 pages or something outrageous because if they don't have that, they're not going to get approved to go forward. Right. And so you have to have the approval before you can start the IVF treatment to then have the baby. Yeah, so it's, it's really a big process. And you think that, okay, that's great, we get to jump all those hurdles, we get to the end, then the child's born and then you've got to go through another legal process to transfer le- their legal parentage back to mm. you as the parents. So, yeah, you've got to love the law. And if, for example... Um, I was to do this and I found myself, I was lucky enough to find myself a surrogate and we went through all this process mm. and we um, celebrate the birth of our first child. Let's say we want to have a second one. 
Mm-hmm. Do we go through the whole process again? Yes, we do. Even if you want the second child to be with the same surrogate yep. mother. Yep, ditto. Because you've got to have the approval for the IVF specialist to actually go through the process with you. Wow. Yeah. It's a big commitment. It's a big undertaking. Massive. Yeah, it's massive. And, and a lot of the times family, friends who may be active at the surrogate live interstates, then you've got to look at those laws because it's state by state. Oh, so it's all just, yeah... It's a bit of it, that people have been calling for reform around this area for a long time, um, and it's very much overdue. And we'll talk about it next week. We want to talk to you about overseas surrogacy, but there are countries that are doing it really well. They're yes. doing commercial surrogacy really, really well. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a bit about, about that next week, about the costs involved and how you'd go about doing it and what countries you can actually go to. Fantastic. One thing that does worry me, I guess, is mm. if I think about it, um, let's say, as I say, I, I find a surrogate, we go through the process, all the legals, that the baby is born. Is there any guarantee that I'm going to get that baby? Or is there a risk that the surrogate could say, you know what, I've carried this baby for nine months, I'm keeping it. So let's go back to your earlier question about surrogacy agreements and them not being enforceable. I think they're very important because they document the agreement between you. Um, I think everyone's fear going through this process is the child actually won't be handed over at the end and uh, we can all relate to that fear. Having said that, currently there's no reported cases in Australia where that's actually happened. Oh, that's heartening. Yeah. Yeah. So the children have... Well, in reported cases, all been handed back to the intended parents. But they can, they can refuse to happen. not, yeah, yeah, not to provide the baby, and, and then there's recourse for that. I was going to say, so what that would mean is you'd end up in a family law case, um, applying for residence of the child, and that's where the um, the agreement is so important because it would be evidence agreement. of the intention. Um, of, of what you both intended when you entered into that agreement, it'd be hard. It'd be hard to prove that um, you decide to give an embryo and your partner's um, sperm, or that you got a donated embryo and your whatever it may be, and then decide to just give it to someone. Like yeah. it would be a hard argument to make, but they they could they could make it's it. It's not something that happens by accident. <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. right. <laughs> and it's part. Of, it's part of the reason why gestational surrogacy is the main form of surrogacy. So the yeah. surrogate has no direct genetic link. Mm. So that does make it easier, I think, to hand the child over as well. It should. Mm. It should. Well, mm. thank you so much for your time, Chris and Monica from KHP. Thanks for having us. I've thank learned you. a lot today, Jax. What are you? Do you learn? You're going to have a baby. I don't think. I don't I know. I'm a bit. Yeah. It sounds a bit. bit we, we can help if you need to. I don't know if you look <laughs> we, we don't want to be the surrogate though, but we can help legally. <laughs> I, my, my boyfriend Nasty won't let me have a dog, so I don't okay. know if he'll let me have a baby. Um, thank you. We look forward to seeing you again next. Thanks, week. guys. Thank you. thank you. You can find more Joycast and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.